Um, and it's our second amazing talent from Surreal Estate, which is a great show you should be watching on Sci-Fi. Um, we welcome to Below the Belt Show to Neil Reed. Hi. Hey. Hi. Hello. Good to have you on uh, BTB. So we had um, Adam on, uh, um, I believe, about a month ago, and uh, we're happy to have you on, the second cast member. Right. Uh, from uh, this amazing show that everybody should be watching, Surreal Estate. <laughs> right on. I'm happy to be here. Yes. I'm glad, glad Adam warmed things up for me. <laughs> he did. He did, because I was already like two episodes in, so I watched a few more episodes to kind of catch up and um, love your character. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's really... Um, not only do I love the theme because I love everything sci-fi, supernatural, but um, I'm a big Schitt's Creek fan. So to see uh, some familiar faces from Schitt's Creek, including Tim Rosen and Sarah Levy, and uh, looking on your IMDb yourself, you had a role in Schitt's Creek as well. So <laughs> I did. is that, is yes, that kind of like the rite of passage, you know, for, for most Canadian shows is to be on Schitt's Creek, I guess? <laughs> I mean, it was one of those great shows that went on for, you know, a handful of seasons. So I think a lot of actors got a chance to play on that show. Yeah, yeah, because uh, Mutt no longer has a beard and his name is Luke. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Which Nor, um, uh, mustache. <laughs> right, right. Do you prefer the the the, the beardiness of, of, of a Mutt or do you prefer the, the uh, smooth shaven of a, of a Luke with your Tim? I mean, I think I'm I'm leaning toward the smooth shaven Luke. Okay. <laughs> but it's all I know as well. So. Great, great. So uh, yeah, so, so uh, again, mentioning that a lot. Um, Sarah, Tim, and yourself, I would come from Schitt's Creek. Uh, all getting on set together was one of those things. Like, wow, we worked on we all worked on Schitt's Creek together. It was one of those, uh, um, you know, moments of realization, I guess. Yeah, it was it was lovely. I I my scene was or my scenes were with um, Eugene and Emily. So mm -hmm. I actually didn't meet Sarah and Tim until we got to set for. Oh, OK. Night. Yeah. Um, I I. Um, yeah, our storylines didn't actually cross over. So okay. it was a wonderful kind of. Um, introduction to them because I had known about their work and um, mutual friends spoke so highly of them and to finally land on set and act with them was was a lot of fun that that is awesome that is awesome and very different roles from from um, their um, Schitt's Creek characters uh, Tim's character very different in fact yeah I didn't put two and two together until I realized that that's the same actor and then Sarah, Sarah is fantastic. Very different character than Twyla. Mm -hmm. So just, uh, you know, shows a lot of that range. Um, um, well, I guess just to start from the beginning, I guess getting um, cast as Megan in, in the show. Um, tell us a little bit about that journey. And uh, I guess already having a strong resume uh, helped. But uh, tell us about winning the room for the role. Sure. It was surreal, to say the least. <laughs> um, it was during the pandemic when um, casting houses were not seeing people in person. So yes. my audition was actually on tape. 
And um, I remember reading the script and the sides for Maggie Donovan and really loving the writing. It had this like uh, fun, uh, quirky and um, snappy kind of rhythm to it that was really fun to play off of. Um, and so I put the scenes on tape, sent it through my agent to casting and then really forgot about it because I think almost a month had passed. Um, and then I got the call saying that they you had the offer. call right away, right? Or yeah. within a week right? <laughs> for most. Yeah. I got yeah. the call saying that they had an offer for me and I asked, I remember asking my agent, offer for what <laughs> because you didn't know what role <laughs> there had been no callback there's yeah. been no right. retest like yeah. for me it was like oh they couldn't possibly be offering me megan they must be like offering me i don't know something something different um but it was for megan and um and again because of the pandemic there wasn't room for um in-person callbacks and in-person like callbacks yeah so it was a lovely surprise and um yeah I immediately was just flooded with excitement and and yeah. adventure because we were going to be shooting in St. John's Newfoundland and uh, yeah. or so there was just you know a lot in this package that was very appealing <laughs> yes yes so so did, did you have to have a a, a chemistry read with with him no. Or just, just kind of just from the tape, yeah, just cast as Megan and then you're on set. Basically. And then you're on set, yeah. Oh. And yeah. I think it was, you know, I think it says a lot about our casting directors yeah. and the powers that be um, with the show, George Olson and the producers, the directors, because I think they had a, a, a good enough, like, um, sense, uh, uh, you know, one of those seven senses of being able to match people and and know or be able to trust that it's it's going to be okay yeah that, that's awesome. i mean you have an really exciting resume i was looking into you a little bit of course and um i watched the pilot first and then during the pilot i was like this girl's really good. So while the pilot was going on, my husband and I are watching. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, keep it playing, keep it playing, honey. And I was like Googling you and everything. And you do have a really exciting resume. I watched your reels. I watched your commercial reels. And if I was, I'm an actress, but I also do a lot of other stuff. And if I had the experiences that you've been able to have behind or in front of the camera, I would be really, really happy with where my career was headed. Um, one yeah. of the things I noticed about you that I really like is your voice. And I have to ask you, do you have classical training? Because there's no vocal fry. It sounds perfect for radio. It's so well-rounded. It's full-bodied. Like, I feel like that's a no solid. No strong Canadian accent. <laughs> <laughs> Canadian accent. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, thank you for all of that. That's very lovely to yeah. hear. Um, yeah, I, I I did go to theater school and I, I suppose there's like good training there with my voice because of that. But I also just think my mom, my mom grew up um, with a very strong British influence and mm -hmm. she speaks very properly. And and I think just being around her by default and osmosis, I picked that up. <laughs> OK, 
<laughs> well, I think it definitely sets you apart a little bit. I really do. And I could tell by what you had been cast as that that may have influenced it. I mean, I don't know, obviously, but it seemed as though it's just a very confident sounding voice. Your presence is very confident, but reassuring. Um, and I think your voice lends to that. And um, you don't really see that a lot. So I just had to ask you, that's very interesting about the background. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. So let's talk about shooting in Newfoundland because I guess with the theme of surreal estate, it's all about supernatural and ghosts and dealing with uh, the you know all the ghouls and monsters and demons and <laughs> all variety of scary things, all within the premise of trying to sell houses. So I think that's really kind of cool because you can't sell a haunted house, man. Nobody wants to <laughs> move anywhere where somebody has died. Um, exactly. Uh, is does Newfoundland lend itself to being that uh, town where it kind of has that uh, feel of, uh, of of a supernatural uh, place? Oh, yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred and ten percent. Yeah, I've seen photos, never been, but yeah, it, it does. Oh, I mean, yeah, I think. I mean, I think every old house has a story there. It's mm -hmm. it's St. John's. It's you know and one of the most eastern cities of Canada and oldest and so it's a it was a port it is a port it is it just has you know centuries of history that oh. that was a, a spot for like travelers coming and going let alone the history before that even and so just the the there's definitely a kind of energy and vibe there that that lends itself to houses that might be metaphysically engaged. <laughs> um, you know, I I didn't experience anything firsthand, but because of the stories I'd heard, I definitely slept with the light on for the first month that I was there. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I'd like to think I don't believe in ghosts, but there was something spooky enough about the whole situation. That yeah, I was, I was wondering if your your opinion has changed on the supernatural in real life uh, based on work on the show. <laughs> has it? I I for sure believe in energies and post life energies that maybe haven't moved on. Um, I, I, I've never experienced it myself, so, um, it's hard for me to, like, you know, find a concrete factual sense of it all, but. Are you um, having nightmares it, now? What's that? <laughs> Are you having nightmares now? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Okay. I actually had some really bizarre dreams in Newfoundland, but none of them were, were nightmares. Okay. <laughs> Very, very interesting. So a uh, big season finale um, dropping this Friday. Yeah. Um, what can you tell us about it? Uh, the uh, subtitle is The House Always Wins. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it leaves. And if the house wins, that means the ghost won or whatever entity was in the house at the time. So it right. kind of well, has a creepy I mean, connotation. I can't give it away, but of course not. definitely. Right. It nudges your curiosity in that direction, doesn't it? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can definitely say that the house puts up quite a fight and oh. 
Oh. Um, each character. That reminds me of my plumbing issue from uh, the other day. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Houses will do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every every character in the Roman Agency uh, has an experience um, coming up this this season finale where the house and them will play, and it's it's really interesting how I think it's really compelling how the house chooses to play with each of them. Oh, boy. Creepy. <laughs> Creepy. And I got I to gotta admit, the effects are on point, both practical and CG. I know it's more practical than CG. Would you say it's a combo of both? A combo of both? A combo of both. Yeah. Yeah. In my experience, yeah. Yeah. It seems like they, they really nailed it. I mean... From the giant crows to that big monster that Father Phil Orley was fighting in episode five, uh, to the creepy little girl that was levitating, flying, crushing that boy's poor hamster. <laughs> I mean, yes. a lot of crazy characters in this show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really huge scope for the imagination, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> Have they talked about season two yet? So we still don't know. Okay. Yeah, we're still fingers crossed and hoping, but we don't know. Right. Well, we <laughs> certainly hope. We hope that it is greenlit because if it's one of those finales that leaves you hanging, you know, people are going to want to see. <laughs> yeah, and it leaves you hanging. Trust me. <laughs> it does. All right. Well, then there you go, sci-fi. Sci-fi, you need to renew this. <laughs> Amazing show uh, for another season, that's for sure. Um, very, very cool. So um, let's talk a little bit about um, some other work we can, Daniel. So um, you got uh, Working Moms, you're recurring as Bianca and that. Um, you guys just finished season five. That's and it. season six in production soon? Season six is technically in production, yeah. All right. Yeah. Wow, that's a good run. I think a series that goes for six seasons is pretty impressive. I think so too. I think yeah. I think they're on to something that we don't see a lot on TV, you know, following these core moms juggling family life with yeah. work and you know, unapologetically making choices that, you know, some might might consider poor or some might judge, but like yeah. I think the show does such a good job at like celebrating these decisions and and the strength behind these moms who also want careers at the same time. Yes. Very important message. And if you haven't watched Working Moms, it's on Netflix. Uh for, for the for the American audience, of course, but uh over in Canada. You guys are on C B C. That's right. Yeah. Okay. BBC Gem. Yeah, but you can catch it all. You can binge it all on Netflix. General, you've been a little quiet. You know something about working moms, don't you? A little bit, yeah. The uh, your wife's a working mom. Sometimes you got to be Mr. Mom, right? Yeah, and she's uh she she's had me watch a few episodes. I haven't watched the entire run, so I have to confess I haven't seen any episodes with you. Okay. <laughs> with you <for> <laughs> But, um, <laughs> okay, because your character comes in season two, right? Yeah, yeah. Like the end of season two okay. through five. Yeah, 
So, yeah. but I do. I guess I do have a question for you, Tanil. The um, so you know, you've you've uh, looking at your resume, you've kind of spanned a lot of genres. Like, you know, obviously your most recent. I mean, your biggest project right now is obviously surreal estate, and that's kind of like a horror, almost like a comedic horror. And um, you know, you've also done comedy. It looks like you've done drama. It looks like. You even did like a superhero show. You were on Heroes Reborn. Yes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> sequel to Heroes, which everybody loved. Yeah. Is there is there anything like uh, like were you you know were like when you were um, before before you got into acting at least at least not professional acting like were you, was there anything like you were particularly I guess nerdy about and are there any genres that you'd like to do that you haven't done before great questions um i think i think fantasy sci-fi has always had a place in my heart i think yes woman after my heart yes (laughs) the scope is so huge and the stories then they get to be outside the box as a result Mm-hmm. Um, they really get a bigger landscape to to develop characters that we wouldn't normally see or get to empathize with. So I, I like that right. about um, yeah. fantasy and sci-fi. And also, I'm such a I love costuming and I love um, anything that transforms me physically. Yeah. It really feeds mm-hmm. me as a character. And again, cool. sci-fi and fantasy allow that to. Um, so, so you're you're good with the what four hours of makeup for like? <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, I haven't had that experience yet. <laughs> okay, but, maybe maybe for surreal estate number t- uh, season two, you might get something crazy. Bring out the prosthetics. <laughs> yeah. Well, that'll well, like, lead to something happen to your character. We don't want anything to happen to your character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you never know, though. <laughs> I was how how was your experience on Heroes Reborn? Since General, you brought up Heroes Reborn. You were the cheerful Renatus woman. Yeah, Renatus. yeah. It was um, it was it was great. It was um, I felt like I was stepping into a a, a legacy <laughs> because of the original mm. Heroes and yes, uh, it it was. A, you know a really great set to be on my my character wasn't um a superhero so I was always a bit sad about that <laughs> but um it definitely gave me a taste for that that world <laughs> okay and then also another cool thing is shadow hunters yeah yeah how was that experience yeah that was that was great that was so my character is in the the pilot of that show and she is a professor of this new york academy for art and um i basically deny um the lead access to the program um but we played the scene it was one of those things like it was the pilot it was the first day of shooting and so there was a really neat energy on set because everyone was kind of new to it. We were all finding the rhythm of it. Um, and so we we played a lot more than I think I would have had the chance to maybe later on in the series, you know? It was 
it was a lucky experience for me to come in that early. That's awesome. Now, uh, I know a lot of uh, Canadian actors, because there's so much work, whether it's Vancouver, Toronto, you know, um, any of the other provinces. But some some actors, you know, try their hand in New York or Los Angeles. Is that something that's you're possibly going to do down the road? Or, or do you feel like the market is great in Canada where you are right now? I'm definitely considering it. I'm definitely okay. um, extending my reach down down south <laughs> to um, LA specifically yes. um, to just broaden the market. There is so much shooting in Toronto and the surrounding area, of course, Montreal and Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, that, that's been wonderful, especially in the last five years. Yes, absolutely. So, the whole think, CW network is in. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. I know. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. It's awesome. I, I just, um for my own, like, feeling of, uh, like, expansion and feeling like I'm really getting out there, I, I do feel I want to explore the, the U.S. market okay. a bit more. Where are you currently in Canada? Toronto. Toronto, of course. Yeah. Toronto, wow. you pronounced your T's. <laughs> well done. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, I need to uh, work, work on the next time I visit. <laughs> Here, we're just like Toronto. <laughs> like Toronto. Okay. Very, very cool. Awesome. Wow. Uh, Tineal, thank you so much um, for talking with us here on Below the Belt Show. Um, lots of success with um, Surreal Estate. And uh, again, I enjoying the show. I know, Vanessa, you tuned in. It, it's just a, it's a great show. And it's a unique twist. I mean, it's like Ghostbusters meets the Property Brothers. You know, it's, uh, it's unique. It's funny. Um, and if you love, you know, the actors from Schitt's Creek, you'll love this show. If you love horror, you know, I think it has all those great elements. And uh, it's a lot of fun. It really is a lot of fun. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I know yeah. I'm a little bit biased, but it's one of those shows <laughs> that, like, not only does, like, jump scares and, you know, horrific screaming, as that genre lends to, but yeah. it has so much heart and humor. And then it, that, to me, is, like, yeah, worth its weight in gold. <laughs> awesome. And you'll be um, on set, I, I'm assuming, for Working Moms coming up in season six? Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, one of those things you can't talk about just I quite yet. I can't talk about it. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to have to tune in. Interesting, you're a, the love interest of Juno's Frankie in this one, and then you're the love interest of Tim Rosen's Luke in the you know, one show. And one's a woman and one's a guy, so it's kind of like you have both. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. <have> both. Expanding <laughs> my market. <laughs> yeah, expanding your market. Hey, why not, right? <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> All right, awesome. Well, Tanil, if uh, you could, before you let you go, uh, do a little promo lesson who you are. Throw out a plug for, um, yeah, you can throw a plug for us real estate or, you know, or, you know, working moms or whatever you want. And let us know you're on below the belt. Yeah, I thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And, and yeah, everyone check out the season finale happening this Friday at 10 p.m. Um, on Sci-Fi Channel in the U.S. and uh, at City TV Sci-Fi here in Canada. It's it's been a wonderful ride, and um, we also live tweet 
with the fans, the cast and the fans live oh, tweet. Wow. So, oh, yeah. that's so cool. Twitter. But Tanil, well, what so. I had in mind is like, let us know who you are. I'm Tanil. Yeah. Like you know, introduce yourself in the introduce beginning. Introduce yourself, like a, your character like on Real Estate, and I'm on Below the Belt Show. Make sure you check out. That's where I had in mind more. more oh, stuff. I see. Like a station ID. Like it was so good though. <laughs> it was great. All wrong. Oh my gosh. That's okay. Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> my bad. We're not. What do you? Okay. What do you need from me? <laughs> Hi, I'm a Tennille, a Reed. Uh, you know, or hopefully I was pronouncing that correctly. <laughs> and uh, your character and I play Megan on Sci-Fi's Real Estate. Check it out every Friday. I'm on Below the Vulture right now. You can say whatever you want at the end. Um, yeah, simple like that. Got it. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tennille Reed. I play Megan Donovan on the show Surreal Estate. Uh, you can tune in Fridays. Uh, this Friday is our season finale at 10 p.m. on Sci-Fi or City or CTV Sci-Fi in Canada. Um, and if you're an avid Twitter user, you can also join us for live tweeting happening at the same time. Fantastic. And one more thing to add, let us know you're on Below the Belt Show. Oh, my gosh, of course. And uh, here I am on Below the Belt Show. Yes. Woo. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Chas, can you do the snapshot? Uh, yeah. All right. Honest? Ready? One, two, three. <laughs> awesome. All right. Awesome. Great. You're lovely, Tenille. Thank you so much. And thank you to PR Machine. Rachel mm -hmm. Grace, Mike Leota, um, those guys are awesome. Very, very awesome. Um, they're the best. They are the absolute best. We also rep your co-star, Adam Corson. Yeah. Father Phil Orley, so that's good to know. Good to know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Did you see Mike at Met Gala, Tenille? I I didn't I okay. didn't I have to go now. And <laughs> go to social media. What yeah. was he wearing? He was, <laughs> he was hanging out with Regina King, of course. But uh, oh. yeah, he was, he was. Yeah, it was it was good seeing him. Was live vicariously through your publicist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing good things. I'm thrilled to hear that. <laughs> yeah, awesome. You know, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for having yeah. me, everyone. Thank nice you. Nice chatting with you. Right. You're yeah. awesome. Bye. Bye-bye.